Hey, James, what does... <laughs> what? <gasps> skeet, skeet mean? <laughs> who who asked that? That was what somebody asked, right? Yeah. Did somebody ask us that? Um. Yeah. Yeah, someone asked us that. I think uh, some. I think someone at a party asked me that once, and I was like, I don't what know. Skeet. I don't, I don't no, I think that was you. I think yeah. we were hanging out, and they were like, "What does skeet mean?" mean? And I was like, "Share." <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, "What does skeet mean?" This is the Open Ended Podcast, where two best friends talk about tech culture and the internet with a side of sass. I'm James T. Green, and I unmistakably found out that horses have 120 calories per serving. <laughs> and I'm Sheriff Vincent, and lime green LaCroix is my lifeblood. It's called LaCroix. LaCroix. It's not LaCroix. It's LaCroix. It's uh, it's like the Target thing. It's like Target. <laughs> it's like no, no it's, it's not Target. French. It's just Target. It's a French name. It's Lacroix. So, <laughs> what are we talking about this week? March is Women's International Women's Month. Yes, it is. And um, International Women's Day was on um, March eighth. And um, there's a lot of hobnob on the interwebs about you know intersect um um not so much intersectionality, but mostly just about. The word feminism was that mean and how it is yeah i have some issues <laughs> when it comes to this um month just because i feel like while it is international women's month it doesn't really necessarily feel so international to me mm, what do you mean by that um i don't know there's the conversations that i've seen conversations that i've been a part of conversations that i have seen in passing are not really concerning themselves with people outside of the white feminine persuasion mm. that makes me feel a little outlier about shit yeah and i don't know i i am happy that the conversations are happening but they're only just scratching the surface and i feel like there are people who are trying to include people but i don't know sometimes they just have to do a better job yeah how do you feel like they can do a better job just out of just your own personal. Ask more than one POC woman of color to join anything. Listen. <laughs> one is fine. Not good Listen. enough. Yeah. <laughs> not good enough. Listen. I have to have something. You know, you got to have somebody else to balance it out. I mean, having one one woman POC is fine. That's great. But that's just the beginning. You need to do more than just that. Mm -hmm. And it can't be just cis POC women either. There are other women or women who consider themselves or, or women um who um i'm gonna say hope you you know we ain't, we ain't talking about that was that yeah exactly we're talking about you know about no 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 not that no 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 not her okay no right, cool, no cool. no talking about who identify themselves as women right, who may right. not necessarily exactly. be born a woman but right. still consider themselves women who are poc should be part of the conversation right right right. people that are not just like by the, the sex you know what i mean yeah just like, like and that's intersectionality and that's a conversation that should be definitely part of the conversation in women's uh, in international women's day because you're because it's it because it's women's day and you don't have to be born a woman to be part of this conversation and still you know um you identify as a woman and i feel like a lot of those women are being 
marginalized yeah in the conversation at least that's what it feels like when i come across a lot of these conversations online it's just like it's a very um cis white woman like centered conversation Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like there's so many like great narratives that are happening outside of that sphere that Mm -hmm. just seem to be like really hidden underneath yeah and you have to search for it and i think that's what makes the white women um spiel i guess so easy to market because it's there and it's it's the default Mm -hmm. and that's what it just comes across as a default reaction it's not it's not you know something they're actually pursuing okay and it just it it makes me it makes me sad because i would like to be a part of certain conversations and i feel like i can't contribute just because i i don't i'm not a mother Mm -hmm. i'm i'm low keeping this on the record i'm not sure if i'm ever going to be a mother Mm -hmm. so um it's one of those places where i don't really have a i i mean i will i I can have a voice in that conversation but i don't feel like i'm be bringing anything to that conversation that would do any good i guess okay so how about this how about we like celebrate some people who are not cis white women yeah exactly Um, because i've because i've got some folks that i want to like shout out uh, for for international women's um month sure so so i've got one um check out the website arts black and it's arts.black because dot black is like the dopest yes. uh, TLD out right now. Yes. Yeah. And like shout out. Yes. It's a yeah. little black fist emoji oh my God. with it because yeah. if not, that, they're doing that they're gonna, be... they got to like fix that too. Right. It just comes right with it. Right. Okay. So arts, so arts black. Um, so it's a, it's a journal of art criticism from the black perspective predicated on the belief that art criticism should be an accessible dialogue. Yeah, has. Um, and it's hosted by uh, Taylor Renee and Jessica Lynn. Um, both really, really dope people. Um, again, um, advancing the conversation and culture of like black arts writing um, mm-hmm. online. Um, so I definitely think that's somebody, a group of folks that should be shouted out. Anybody you could think of right now? We'll just like swap back and forth. Let's oh, like man. let's give our shout outs for the week. Give our shout outs for the week. Oh fuck. Um come put on the spot and I didn't do any research on this. <laughs> Don't do we ever though? Do we ever though? No. <laughs> but I feel like I should have did a little bit. Um mm-hmm. Well, while you're figuring it out, I'll yeah. give a couple more. Okay. Um Thank you. check out um black contemporary art.tumblr.com. Shout out to homie Kim Drew out in out in um, New York again, like advancing more critical um, visibility and conversation around um, arts online. Mm -hmm. Um, She also has a very lit Tumblr at Museum Mammy, which is like the raddest at handle I've ever heard (laughs) ever. (laughs) Um, They're creating really critical writing. um, I'm thinking about uh, Jenny Zhang. Um, she's an incredible writer. Mm-hmm. I um, um, assigned one of her pieces to my students last week. Um, this piece she wrote on Rookie called Far Away From Me, um, really critically looking at um, the low-key racism of Weezer songs um, in, re- <laughs> in relation. Yeah, and it makes me sad because I love yeah. Weezer so much. And it's like, oh, I read that article and it was like, yeah. Fuck. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. River, why? <laughs> why would you hurt me so bad, though? Those so are many... those. Yo, those are like Loki the sad boys. You gotta watch out for. Like, I know. <laughs> he's lo- he's Loki a sad boy. He's a your sad feelings, but also you got me through some sad feelings. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to yeah. River. <laughs> Shout out to River as racism. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta. Yeah. Good okay, one. okay. Who you got? Who you got? Eve Ewing. Ooh. Do you know her at all? No, no, no. She tell me. Tell me about. Fabulous. She is a. I'm gonna read her Twitter bio because I'm just gonna be that person. She's a scholar, writer, teacher, and artist. She's gonna her Harvard doctoral candidate right now for education, race, and inequality, and she's a black girl that's thriving. Snap, uh, snaps. Shy, <laughs> shy till she die, which. <laughs> yes, all day, and she's a writer for uh, Seven Scribes. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's a good her spot. Twitter name is Wikipedia Brown, which is <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love I that's love it, so and she's so great. Like she's done a lot of really interesting articles about Black Lives Matter, but also yeah, she's like yeah. protester. She's doing a lot of really really interesting things. So shout out to her. Shout out to Eve. Mm-hmm. She's doing a lot of really important work out there in the world, and. Uh, yeah, just uh, go follow her. Mm-hmm. Her her Twitter handle is Eve Ewing. That's E V E E W I N G. Yeah. So why do you feel like a lot of um like a lot of this conversation is really missing a lot of its intersectionality, especially in online spaces? Um, honestly, I just think because it's such a default reaction mm-hmm. to um, and I'm, I got I don't be that person in America, but in America, <laughs> it just because it, I. I in other countries, International Women's Day, it's a thing, like, it's like, it's celebrated as Mother's Day. Like, there's no Mother's Day in other countries. It's International Women's Day. They have, like, it's, um, they give flowers traditionally, and it's a, it's a whole day around your moms and people who are important women in your life. And in America, it's not that kind of holiday. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have that kind of tradition behind it it's just one of those like random days like oh yeah because like i mean and i was in grade school i didn't know i didn't learn about international Day in grade school what about you did you know about that i had no idea i didn't learn about it until i was in college right same here and when just like people randomly like when i low-key started to become woke right. <laughs> online is like exactly when heard people talking like, about it and, right yeah. or like i had friends who were like from abroad who were like talk, like oh yeah you know i sent my mother some flowers for international women's day like Oh, is that a thing? She's right, like, right. Yeah, that's a huge thing. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those holidays. It's not necessarily celebrated as, um, as largely as it is around the world. Mm-hmm. So we don't really have that kind of institutional, um, institutional br- uh, br- upbringing, right, right, in right. that regard to this holiday or this month even. So it doesn't really, f- and so like again, the default for any woman issue is a white woman issue. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. women's stuff, and no one's, you don't see it. I mean, like you, you, you have to find it, or you are like me. You surround yourself with like a lot of really powerful and interesting people of color, right. so you see it a lot. But you know, when I leave my bubble of beautiful black excellence, I, <laughs> I oh, your bubble of black excellence. <laughs> I love that. I. I'm like, oh, not everyone's woke. And it's sad and it's it's disappointing. And um I was part of a panel a couple of weeks ago and it was a good panel. There was um some good um points that was brought up, but um it was my first time ever on a panel, yeah. by the way. It was um like it was my it popped my cherry as far as <laughs> oh, your panel cherry. My panel cherry. No panel cherry. Yeah, and I was really honored to be a part of the conversation. Um, I was really happy that she asked me to be part of it. And um, 
most of the conversation went to women in the workforce and being a mother. And that's understandable because a lot of the women in the room were, you know, of a certain age who were, you know, entering motherhood or had been in motherhood or right, considering right. motherhood as an option. And there are women who have been in their roles for, you know, over a decade. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of, they were not necessarily being, or not trying to get started into the workforce, which is totally fine. And I just felt that that was kind of a blind spot for me just mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm, I've been in my field now for five, six years, but it's, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, deal with middle management and all that. And what else that goes with um, that goes with it. I'm not in senior positions yet, and that's fine. But um, it was just interesting that like in those conversations, even at that level, there was not much intersectionality brought up at all. Right. And that was just kind of like I, you know, even if I was in that position, I still wouldn't feel like I would have any kind of perspective to bring just because like this is not catering to me at all right right even if i was 10 years older mm -hmm. it still wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. it's not part of the it's not part of the conversation right. at right, all right, right, right. and there were some points bringing up like yeah you know once you get to a certain level in your field you'll be able to you know get help but i think the question that wasn't really asked or even uh, was not just answered not answered but not even asked was a, like how to get to that position mm -hmm. how to get to that level if those doors aren't going to be open to you simply because you know those doors aren't even an option right 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 and there was a lot of like uh, what i call like lean in feminism oh so um, much leaning in and i'm yeah, leaning and out i was like okay yeah 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 and <laughs> and, and like the and that also like really got me thinking about um because um, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to, I think I've talked about this so many times on this uh, podcast, is the This Week in Blackness podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the hosts, uh, man, what's her name? She's at Angry Black Lady on Twitter. Um, Amani Gandhi. She um, she talked about this, and I kind of really been looking into it a lot. And it's this um, the theory of trickle up feminism. Are you familiar yeah, with that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with trickle up feminism, um, and you know, if we remember, we'll put in a link in the show notes because sure. I found a really good thing on BuzzFeed that talked about this. And it's this idea that um, you can have like uh, like all oppressed people and then in turn like helps out everyone in the long term if you start up from the most oppressed people and then help them out mm -hmm. and then you reach to the top versus trickle down feminism which is a lot of like the lean in yeah. type of like for instance like if you think about the most um oppressed people i would say um um disabled uh trans women of color yep. um of that of that nature and disabled as you will can mean lots of things um, and if you help them out then eventually that helps out everyone else it does versus if you think about cis white women at the top which is like the critique of a lot of lean-in feminism um which is like trickle down you know mm -hmm. what i mean like it just seems like uh <sighs> you know i don't want to mansplain too much here but yeah I don't know. Like that's kind of like how I'm seeing what you're saying as well. Yeah, too. Like, and that's the issue. And that, like, and that was what I was trying to bring up more in the conversation. But I kept on getting. Um, it was just it was because it was a short time in yeah. the panel. You can't say all the things you want to say, but um, it's just it's just difficult to get behind that mm -hmm. kind of mindset if you are never even in a, 
ability to even be in a room or even have an opportunity to even be in the room before that room. Yeah, you can't. Like, yeah, you can't lean in if you're not even invited to lean. Precisely, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> and like you know, and people are like, well, there's no invitation. Yes, there is. <laughs> and if you don't get that invitation, you know. Right. So like you're like, right, oh, right. I guess I missed that memo. Like you can't, you know. <laughs> I guess right. I missed that one. Oops, I must have been sick that day. So like it's one of those things that you want to. I know. I, I and I am not saying that like white feminism. Not well, it's white feminism. But I'm not saying that like white feminism. Tm the brand. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's problematic. It's yeah, so problematic yeah. because it you know it marginalizes so many or rather everyone else who isn't in that box. Right. And you know feminism in in its broadest sense is you know equal equality for all, which is what it is. And it doesn't always feel that way and yeah. it's really disconcerting it makes me feel like i'm not part of the conversation and so i have to make my own conversation and i do and i do great but like it needs to be intersection yeah it needs to be all of it together it shouldn't be separated because you're just as bad as like yeah. everything else like, like the folks at high school musical once said we're all in this together yes speak on <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, speak finger on snaps. it finger snaps so as we close out, um, you have any last words? I mean, like for this international women's, um, like, like, wh- like what can you make this better? You know what I mean? Like, oh, um, how can people be better? How can be better? <laughs> how can um, people be better this week? You know, or, if you're gonna lean in, lean into a person who is not in the conversation already. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna mm-hmm. lean in, you know, lean into a woman of color, a woman who is not like you, who's outside of your echo chamber. I think that's perfect. So, so that's 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 my final word on that. <laughs> and that is the final word with Chair Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to let you know about Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. Hey, Cher. Hey. Do you know what time it is? I think I do. Oh. It's open call time. Open call time. And Cher <laughs> is having like a really good like <laughs> neck roll action that was happening right there. Open call. It's, <laughs> open it's a really good. It's really good. Yeah. I'm so, feeling my, my neck going. You got your neck going. You got your neck popping. It's flowing over here. going. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what are you feeling this week, yo? Oh, man. So... Every once in a while, I forget this podcast exists, and when it comes back into my life, it's like, oh damn, why have you left me? Ooh, which, oh, oh, I, know, I think I know what you're about to say. Me? And I gotta give my props up to Snap Judgment. Yeah, it's one of those shows that like I need to break from it sometimes because like as much as I love me in Washington, he his cheese is a little thick sometimes. Yo, <laughs> and it's like, tell me. <laughs> It's like, a little too thick. It's like I can't handle that extra sharp cheddar, though. I need yeah. a little bit. I need a little bit of Colby. Yeah, yeah. some Colby like, Jack cheese. Like some days you just want American cheese, and sometimes he just hits you with the Manchego. Yes, <laughs> it's like pepper jack. It's like Monterey pepper jack with Yo, like listen. with like a with like a slide of Gouda. Like I'm like I can't handle. No, I know. I know on the cheese. Yeah, but he does it, and he does it um, quite well. But then when he's on, he's so on. Mm-hmm. And this past week's episode of of um, um of uh, Snap Judgment was just 
top notch. Go look for it. It's really good. Just uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you should after this is over, just go right to it. Yeah, you should. It's it's a solid listen. I'm trying to pull it up right now. What it's called? It's called The Promise. Oh yeah, that is right. Yeah, and ugh, it's so good. And the story that I'm in my feels about is one that was originally broadcast on the CBC, and it's pretty much a woman. Um, it's a, a tra- it's a trans uh, gender woman and her journey. Um, yo, I was crying. I was crying. Her first year transitioning into a man, and it's just oh my gosh, just because she was a opera singer, a soprano opera singer. And just hearing her go through like the change in her voice, and that's such and that's such a huge part of her identity as just not just as a woman, but as a person. Because what she did for a living was an mm-hmm. opera singer, and hearing that change too, along with her, you know, her body and her mind and all of it, it's just beautiful. And also shout out to her family who are like still like you know, you know, supportive of her. Oh, gosh, just listen to it. Yes, you should. Twenty minutes of your time well spent. Um, I also have um, one more shout out. Um, it's another podcast, actually, because I'm in the- <laughs> well, just you know, we- it's okay. We have two shout outs this week because I got two. I got two. Okay. okay. This is really short, though, but I'm super excited. One of my favorite television shows of all time is getting its own podcast. Wait, which one? The West Wing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh that's that's all you, buddy. The West Wing. <laughs> Me and my, or- my Aaron Sorkin loveliness. Um, oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> little Cher Vincent <laughs> when she was like 12 that was when I started getting into politics um when the fuck blushing happened in 2000 I was like reading USA Today um and oh that, oh that was like your introduction to politics USA Today well like I mean that's the only that was the only um newspaper that I my parents allowed me to read because they didn't want me to read the New York Times and stuff like that they thought it was a little too much for a 12 year old to read mm-hmm. I eventually did start reading that in the Wall Street Journal right. and all those other newspapers when newspapers were still a thing and out online um, <laughs> <laughs> but then, like listening and like reading that stuff and getting really into politics and then I was watching you know uh, um, you know Josiah Bartlett you know and him becoming you know president and doing all these awesome things the last thing martin um you know martin shane and rob lowe and just the music was fantastic and just everything was just very optimistic and just like this is the world where it should be <laughs> and um now we're in a very crazy election which i know we'll not talk about on this platform not yet we'll we'll talk about it probably closer to the general election maybe um depending on how i feel about it or we feel about it r- rather but it's really fucked up that so many of the issues are brought on that show, which is ten years ago. It was like it, it came on in nineteen ninety nine, ended in two thousand and five or six. And most of the show's issues are still issues today. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to hear their take on it. It's hosted by um Hishike Shearway from Sonic Exploder and uh John, Oh wait, he's hosting this He's hosting pod- this podcast. Holy crap. So it and means it's gonna be lit. It's gonna yes, be so well it's gonna done. Be so well done. And also wow. um Joshua Molina, who was on West Wing, who's also on Scandal as uh David Rosen. So you're gonna have these two David am- Rosen? Yes. Oh my God. So you're gonna have these two amazing human beings talking about the West Wing and I just can't. <laughs> I can't. Like I'm just yeah. so 
fucking excited to hear this. That's so, gonna be good. Yeah, especially like two great voices. Like their yes, voices are really good. They're so good. good. And Josh and, and Josh and Molina, he was on the show for the I think it was season four through seven. So that's like such a random pairing, but I feel like that's I know. Really and I'm just like, yes, please, yes, really di- yes, all day. So um, hashtag blessed because this is gonna be in my life. And um, yeah, so shout out to the podcast for saving me this week. I'm really excited. What about you, James? What are your open calls this week? Okay, yeah. So since we like low key have two this week, so my first one is going to be. I don't know which one I should start off with. Um, okay, so I'll start with the podcast one um, because we were on a mood of podcasts. Yes. So podcasts on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so the my first open call is the latest Radio Lab. Have you heard that one? No, that's a podcast that I like get into and then I stop listening. To okay, for like so months. so the latest um, one is called Debatable. And I want to give. Oh fuck! Okay, <laughs> I heard. Okay, I've heard about this episode on three other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: I heard about it first on the from, raid, probably. No, oh. no, from a lovely peach emoji. Um, mm. She told me to listen to it, um, and then. I heard it on the read, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I definitely got to read. Yeah. Uh, like, not read, listen to it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm not going to give too many spoilers, but it's about, um, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to read the synopsis. It's just like one sentence. How an outsider became the vanguard of a movement that made everything about debate debatable. And it's about this black debate team um, that pretty much dominated um, and pretty much changed the game of debating. Mm-hmm. And it made me cry at the end. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Listen I, it's, to it. Okay. Now that, that's a third probably, that's a third recommendation yeah, for me. So okay. I, okay, I got to do it. Yeah. Gotta and then my, my second mm-hmm. open call this week is Ruby on Rails. Um, so it is a web application framework um, based on the Ruby programming language. Um, and I'm giving it my shout out because um, I have been learning it for the past like month and a half. And I'm going to be in a show at uh, UIC's Gallery 400 um, in partnership with um, Black Lives Matter Chicago and BYP 100 um, next month. Yeah, we're recording this. This is what, March? What is today? March 20th. Yeah. So in a month from right now. And the piece that I really want to make for the show, I'm pretty sure I want to build it using Ruby on Rails. Um, And I'm giving it my shout out because like, it's a little bit easier than I thought it was going to be <laughs> to mm. learn um, the language of Ruby and then this framework. Um, but just like it can do a lot of fucking cool shit. Um, like there's so many applications that are built um, using Ruby on Rails. Um, I think Twitter is built on Ruby on Rails, I think. Um, Basecamp's built on Ruby on Rails, one of our past sponsors. Um, Shout out to Basecamp. Yeah. And it's just like something where I have all these ideas that are in my head. But I feel like finally, um, like I know a little bit uh, um, of the language PHP and a little bit of JavaScript, but I feel like now getting into Ruby on Rails, um, I can really put like a lot of my ideas into fruition. So yeah, Ruby on Rails and the latest, um, <laughs> I already Radio forgot, Lab. Radio Lab. Yeah, the latest Radio Lab. Also, um, this is not an open call, but I'm just going to shout this out okay. anyway. Um what? We saw a fantastic panel on this past Wednesday. Yeah, we did at the Newberry Library, and um, just if you don't live in Chicago, you can totally see this. It's online now. The entire um, panel discussions online, and it's about Black Lives Matter and just civil rights in Chicago. And it's so 
so important, so vital to listen to and just have that kind of conversation. It was a lot of really interesting things were said. Um, The panel was just a bunch of badass people. Yeah, it was called Civil Rights in Chicago Today. Um, yeah, it was just a fantastic thing. And I believe and you can go to their website, newberrylibrary.gov, I think, or... Um, I know Can TV, C-A-N TV, were the folks that recorded it. Okay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure if you Google um, anything of that time, and if you remember, we'll put a link in the show notes. Definitely. But yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Like, it really got my, my activist bones chilling. Yes, we were, I was just like, I want to start a revolution. Yeah. Radicalization and <laughs> Like, that's, that's what we're on. And then we had Rubens afterwards, so yeah, it Yeah, was we did. Radicalization and Rubens. That's mm-hmm. that's what this world needs. I think so. Episode 46. 46. Forty six. Here we go. We oh did it. We did it. We are what, seven, eight, nine? Well, four former episodes until fifty? Oh shit. Oh my god. That midlife crisis is coming wow. up. No, that's way past our midlife crisis. I think we like officially kinda hit the over the hump last week. Or yeah, we did. I anyway, guess. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting old in podcast land. Yeah, we are. Our grades are showing. Our grades are showing. We need to start coloring. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the, the just for men for our grades <laughs> is <laughs> the Chicago Podcast Co-op. And I want to give them a thanks oh <laughs> for God, letting us be a part of their network. <laughs> That was that was a stretch. I tried no, really hard with dude, that one. No, that was that was. That was I good. tried really hard with that, that one. Good. And our Chicago podcast co-op shout out is MBSing. You want to tell me about MBSing, Sarah? Yes, host Mary Beth Smith cuts the BS out of the conversation by discussing a topic her guest unabashedly loves, thus discovering why people love what we do and how that passion affects us. That is Mary Beth Smith MBSing on the CPC, and she just got us. She, we, just, we just followed her on Twitter, and she just follows back. I know, so we're like it, buddies now. like it legit just happened right here. I know, and yeah. I just feel like oh my god, real IRL meeting on Twitter. It's a great. Yeah, yeah, and I like her twitter bio it says loves you and likes you and pizza enthusiast yes so. i mean anybody who's a pizza enthusiast that puts in their twitter bio is a friend of share yeah no a friend and a friend of me too <laughs> um <laughs> and you know who else is a friend of us is cards against humanity yes um so big thanks to them thank uh, you for cards. letting us use their space while well, they are out at c2e2 right now i, I heard you, it was lit I, out there that's what i hear too um and i'm kind of upset that we couldn't go but we're here recording in a box <laughs> so <laughs> in our so, fields <laughs> So, um, all prep and script and all that shit was done by (laughs) Cher and myself. (laughs) And who did the music? Uh, U plus one F six zero C, which is James Musical Side Project, and the list of emoji Unicode. Oh my god, James! (laughs) That's me. Um, As always, (laughs) (laughs) this credit is. As always, you can rate us on iTunes. Only five stars, please. Yeah. Yeah. Four stars need a lot of play. Don't be petty. Don't be petty. Don't be trying to spill this tea all over the place and make us look shitty. If you don't have nothing to say, nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Right, right. Only five stars here. Didn't your grandma tell you better than that? Word. Got no home training. And if you use Overcast, which if you're on iOS, I don't see why you aren't using Overcast. I'm not overusing Overcast. You know, then you're doing life wrong. Then you should just hit the recommend button <laughs> and then that way you can tell other people um that you love great 
podcast made by brown folks. Yes. Um, as always, you can also find us on Stitcher. On the Stitch. On the st- <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they don't say that. <laughs> you can you can be the needle and thread to our Stitch on Stitcher. Yes. A, and- <laughs> a Stitch in time saves nine. Yeah. Sorry. And last but not least, you can send us money. Please give us money. Yeah, because we've been doing this for 46 episodes. We need to pay bills. And we need to pay bills. And pay ourselves. And pay ourselves. So give us some money. Please. Um, there's a couple ways you can do that. How can you do that? You can go to openended.fm slash donate. You can become a member on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash openended. Start at $1 a month. And um, you can also go to the donate page on Simplecast. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to really give like a special, another like thank you to our Patreon supporters. Like mm-hmm. especially y'all that have been there like since the very beginning. Yeah, we so opened been it dedicated. up. Like legit, like I like we shit you not. Like having those like little Patreon things come in like at the last minute have yes. been super helpful for So both. helpful. Like so like for real. Like Coming we wish through. we could we wish y'all we could like give y'all a hug and like I don't know. Like if if we ever did like a live show and then like y'all I can all come up like we would be like them rappers like on stage where we bring up the whole crew yes on the stage y'all be vip all day <laughs> yeah so y'all are our vip so thank you so much for mm-hmm. um all the help that you've done and you know really like show us that we we that you appreciate love. what we do show us some it, love. it really means a lot so thank you mm-hmm. um and if like other than that um let us know like what you think um and how we're doing and feedback and questions for the uh, open up segment um we really enjoyed doing that last week so if you have any kind of questions or you want us to answer anything on air how can you do that you can go to xfm dot sorry x dot fm slash open ended you said that so black you like x ask ask <laughs> you can go ask us some questions um yeah you can go to ask dot fm slash open ended fm or you can use a hashtag on twitter ask open ended and we will answer any questions yeah and uh you know i give great advice i don't always take my own advice but i get really good stuff out. yeah your advice is pretty good i yeah. can say yeah. um so um since we are ending and until next week i don't know if i'll find out about any other wild game meats <laughs> oh god yeah the other white meat yeah the other white meat and horses and um and all that jazz maybe you can tell us on our twitter um at open ended fm you can just like show us you know random ass meats of people you know, send, you know eat. no don't don't send me meats. <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> what, what do we say at the end of every episode, Jay? Keep things open-ended. <laughs>